0: Okay, what is happening here?
1: Where are we?
0: Glix, give us a situation report. Currently, we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions oh as we gosh. traverse this land. Impending impossibility, engaging in three, oh gosh. two, oh dear. one.
2: Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode eighty of Com Talk by Geek Devotions distortions in our communication array caused some signals to be unable to be sent out. Being aware of this, Dallas and Celeste prepared a couple of conversations in advance for you that were recorded Hello, previously. Devoted geeks, Enjoy. And welcome
1: to Calm Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. We are so glad that you are here with us today. Now, we are recording this in advance of when we're releasing it. Yes. So we're we're getting in our 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 what do you call that? Not backlog. Is it backlog?
0: I don't know what you call this. What
1: would that be? Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. We're getting <laughs> we're getting this ready so that we can make sure that we can ensure that you have content.
0: So if you're new to Calm Talk, basically, like uh, Celeste said, this is our podcast extension that we're doing, and uh, we have fun conversations, review movies, comic books, video games, blah blah. blah. Have fun, have a little, maybe some some deep conversation about it. But this is kind of our way of also just decompressing.
1: Yeah, this is the relaxation portion of Geek Devotions. Put on (laughs) some chill music.
0: (laughs) Let's see if we can find some jazz to put in the background during this opening part. Hello, welcome to Contact by Geek Devotions.
1: Some royalty-free jazz.
0: (laughs) So guys, today we are talking about... Something very special. Glicks. what are we talking about today?
2: Today, we will be discussing the Alien franchise.
0: That's right. We're talking about the Alien franchise. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is a big franchise.
2: Yeah, there's a ton of movies.
1: There's six.
0: Yes. Six movies. No, there's... Yeah, there's six movies. Six
1: movies if you don't count AVP and The Predators in the same genre.
0: Exactly. And for the purpose of this conversation... And this is the history of everything. We're not including those at all because, um, the one of the prequels, Prometheus kind of blew it out of the water completely utterly. Really. So, if you Ignored are it totally, <laughs> exactly. So, hey, Glicks, what is the how are we going to be discussing this film?
2: We will be examining each film in the established universe's chronological time frame, meaning we will start with Prometheus and end with Alien 4. We will do our best to announce spoiler territory for each film as we progress through this conversation.
1: Thanks, Clicks, for explaining that. We will definitely ensure that we give spoiler warnings. Now, we are going through the series, and we're going to start with the prequels. The reason we're doing this is, the way Dallas and I decompress is we pick a series and we binge it. Pretty much. Like, if we have a weekend where we're like, we really don't have a lot to do. We take it and we watch an entire movie series.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's pretty fun. We've done this with a couple in the past. Yeah. We actually did the predator series. A we while did.
1: Back. Did yeah. we do a podcast about that?
0: I don't think we did. Oh, but we but when we did it, we also included the AVP stuff.
1: I think we did the AVP right beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then like a few weeks later, we had some time. And so we went ahead and binged. Maybe that's what it was. The predator. Cause they were not at the same
0: time All Right now for, for clarity. Cause this is one of those movies. Where we're going to be like the people listening. They're like, okay, Dallas clearly picked this one. Celeste, who picked this series? That
1: would be me. If anybody knows me, they know that I love um, sci-fi. And so when we were like, hey, we're going to have some time. Let's pick a series to binge. I was like, you know what? I need some science fiction. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of Star Wars mm-hmm. and I love it. But it's a lot more science fantasy. Right. And I prefer science fiction. A friend of ours tweeted Uh, the other day that they they get tired of defending the fact that science fiction is different than science fantasy and it's very true because while again love star wars to death it's it's a different thing and so i knew that that there was not i'm not at the point yet where i want to watch all of the the star trek movies Mm -hmm. Um, so i was like you know what aliens i know is sci-fi because i have seen the first movie We watched the original movie while we were dating. Um, Which is
0: weird, because I really think that we watched that one here at some point.
1: We may have. And by um, here, I
0: mean in our house as a married couple.
1: I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think what happened is is that's how we started the AVP stuff. Mm -hmm. We watched that one. It was slow. I was like, this is not really what I'm wanting, Mm -hmm. and we well, thought the we first
0: predator st- was slow also
1: the first predator wasn't slow the first predator was boring
0: <laughs>
1: too much testosterone and sweat <laughs> Ugh! take a shower
0: oh man so so basically we watched this because you're kind of feeling sci-fi at the time yeah and uh so, it, was, it just made sense. We already had uh, three of the films. Yes. We happened to go to Game Exchange.
1: That also in, was a, a factor in deciding what to do, because right. we already owned some of the movies. Right.
0: And we were walking around, you found uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yep. And the idea sparked, and this is where we are at. Yeah. We have spent four days... Yes. And we watched all these films.
1: All six movies in four <laughs> days. We contemplated skipping the first Alien, but I'm glad we didn't.
0: I am too. I am too. So, um, again, we're, there's going to be a lot of back history and back lore. We're kind of trying not to be like in-depth conversation about each film like we have in the past for certain things. We're going to yeah. be kind of brief and quick about it. Um, but we are going to kind of world build. And we're going to talk about these. Now, Celeste, when we get to a film that you're like, this is my favorite one of Kay. the whole series, I want you to tell... Tell me what that is, and I'm gonna do the same. Okay. All right, and and tr- let's, let's try to explain why. Maybe. Okay. Know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> we'll think
0: about it. Maybe we'll do it at the end. Let's we'll we'll, let's find out. Let's just go. We're
1: let's just going to find out what happens. We're just gonna we're winging it, guys. It. We're
0: we're going rogue. Lord <laughs> help us all. All right, so we are now entering spoiler territory for all the films. All the films. First one right off the bat, because I'm saying this because some people don't realize this is so a spoiler for you. Prometheus. How is Prometheus a spoiler for Aliens? Because it's the most not alien Aliens film in the Aliens franchise.
1: I think at this point, everybody realizes that it's a part of it. Um, I know that when they first, it first came to theaters, nobody realized that it was part of the Aliens series, Right, like a universe. No one realized it was connected. Um,
0: They just knew Ridley Scott did it.
1: Yeah. So they were expecting an Alien-esque type movie. Now, if, if are we waiting until the end to say what our favorites are?
0: Yeah, let's wait till the end. Okay. So, this came out in 2012. Yes. And the IMDb scene just reads very plainly. Plainly? Plain, plainly? Basically? I don't know. Plainly, I think plainly, would be the correct wording. Following clues to the origin of mankind, a team finds structures, a, I'm sorry, a structure on a distant moon, but they soon realize they are not alone. Dun, dun, dun. See,
1: so that to me, that intro does not indicate that this is a part of the Aliens. Right. Now, I actually saw the preview for this in theaters right? well before we had ever watched the Aliens movie. Mm-hmm. We were dating um, at that point, but we were fairly newly dating right. in 2012. We, we started dating in 2011. So, I think... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there.
1: <laughs> maybe it's been a while. Um, so I saw the preview for this, and I did not think that it was part of the Alien series. Mm-hmm. Now I hadn't seen Alien, but
0: the preview I, didn't really give you that.
1: The preview made it seem more like it was going to be n- okay. So when I first watched it, the preview, the preview made me think that they were going it wasn't space that they were going into a cave.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Like it, like it took place on earth somewhere deep below. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, you know how they, around 2012 time you had a lot of the end of the world apocalyptic, mm-hmm. you know,
0: it was kind of that era for this. Like of the,
1: they're going to the center of the earth. There was a, I think it was called the core. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, so I'm was thinking
1: that in 2012? it wasn't, but it was in that same, I don't think it was in 2012. same era, same uh, era of yeah. movies.
0: Yeah. Now, this film was done in 2012, and it was done by Ridley Scott. Now, if you if you know Ridley Scott's films, this falls in line with a lot of his stuff. Like, if you look at his backlog, you definitely get some um, uh, The Martian feels to it. Yeah. Um, I
1: haven't seen The Martian.
0: It was interesting. I saw bits and pieces.
1: I read that. the book, though. Really? Really slow, but good.
0: <laughs> um, but it has some of those feels. You kind of get a little bit, because he did hit Hannibal Lecter also, or yeah. Hannibal and it has some feels for for Hannibal. Did you ever watch that one?
1: No, I just watched Silence of the Lambs uh, and went, no, I'm good.
0: Yeah, so it has those, that feel to it. And Ridley Scott did all, did these first two prequels and the first Alien movie. Um, but it had those feels to it. And it makes sense we know the director. And uh, the basic premise, they find this planet and they start searching. Or this, what well, was a moon, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was a moon. And it was so a moon. And so they're walking around. And they find goo. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Now, watching it and knowing that it's connected and having seen the other movies, mm-hmm. there are a ton of Easter eggs. Oh, tons. Like some of them we didn't even realize until we got to the original Alien.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I mean, Ridley Scott did a great job of world building. Yeah. But it was just so different. You had the engineers, who Mm -hmm. beforehand were just known as the space jockeys. Yeah. And you had um, had Waylon, who you never really saw Waylon in the series. You kind of saw him in the third movie. Ish. Ish. Um, But you never saw him in the the original series. And you have Waylon. You have his creation, David, which is an android who is... Magneto. Magneto. (laughs) But more sentient than probably should be. Probably. And, uh, um, I think
1: he was probably the, the prototype for all androids. Like Waylon was just playing around right. and created this thing. Well,
0: yes and no. Cause the story that they're giving you, well, no, you don't really get that until the second movie really. Yeah. So we'll hold off on that. Yeah. But Waylon does have, we do find out in this film cause again, spoilers for the whole, for whole series for the thing is, Waylon is dying, and he's looking for, he thinks that these engineers hold the secret to life. They created him, maybe they can keep him alive.
1: And they said no. <laughs>
0: in a drastic manner, in a drastic manner. And that's, that's really what's going on, is you had this weird discovery of what's happening in the space, world building type aspects. What did you think of the idea of the engineers? <laughs>
1: I thought it was fascinating. It's not – it does not hold with our beliefs. Right. It's very much an alternate world. Mm-hmm. Now, as a Christian, I, I look at that and go, okay, I see fallacies in this because sure. of what I believe. Mm-hmm. But I also have the ability to go, this is a story. Yeah. Like, nobody honestly believes that the engineers – are real and that they created all of this mm-hmm. like that's just not
0: it's a fictional world built yes that really scott had put together
1: exactly so just throwing that out there because i feel like some people we we know some people mm-hmm. who would have problems right with that mythology that mm-hmm. mythos being in there right um At the same
0: time if you know really scott's films these aren't themes that he is um stranger to yeah, Blade Runner very similar like creation life what is life? Are these androids real or are they not? And that was kind of the pathway of David.
1: Can I just point out mm-hmm. there was a point I don't remember which movie it was from maybe I should wait Oh <laughs> Wait
0: all right so we're gonna um, we, we think that you're the thing you're gonna say is is, is part of so we're gonna talk the to next about later. <laughs> movie
1: discussion so we're gonna insert that right insert that discussion later. S-
0: so interesting mythos.
1: Yeah, very interesting mythos. Yeah, and again,
0: and, if you know the director, makes sense. Yeah. What were we gonna say?
1: It's it's an intriguing thought process, although they never get into who created the engineers. No. So and they deal with that a little bit with the one of the characters. He says that the company doesn't trust him because he's a man of faith. Right. That's the wrong movie.
0: No, no, that is. Is it? Yeah, that's the same. No, you're right.
1: I'm confusing those two. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. The problem is the the first movie and the second movie blend together real well. Yes. It's a continuation of the story, and we watched them all at the same time. So that's why we have some confusion.
1: Okay, so I'm going to stop talking.
0: (laughs) It's okay. All right, so is Prometheus a good starter to – well, let's start off. We don't see the alien. Like what we know as the alien at all, no, we see the predecessor to it, yes, which was this real slick, sleek, kind of weird thing happening. What'd you think of that?
1: It was interesting, um, and intriguing, and at the same time, I'm going, how did we get from A to B? Mm-hmm. like how did we get from this creature that has just come forth and is a dead giveaway that this is in the alien universe? Mm-hmm to to uh, ripley's alien right like how did that happen yeah so it left me wanting more right so
0: and i think that was a point of these was to lead us to oh we know what it is it's meant to lead you up to ridley's kind of said that if he has his way i think he wanted to do six of these films yeah that he wants it to end right before ripley so everything would be explained yes but this leads you off like how did we get there yeah, like you and I. I remember when it, when it happened. You and I were literally sitting there going. Where does this fit in? Like, where is this thing? Like,
1: well, we also were confused about the timeline. We we, were. Th- we thought that it had year wise happened after Ripley's right movie.
0: We got some bad information.
1: Yes, and in y- timeline wise, it happens what about 20, 30 years before?
0: Uh, yeah, ish. ish. I think so. Well, 20 30 years before before Ripley yeah So is this a good film? I think so. Do you recommend it
1: I do I do not recommend it for for small children or anyone who does not handle it it, it has elements of horror to it. It is not as scary as some movies but if you are just like a person you cannot handle any scary movie yes. I don't recommend it for you Absolutely. Like right. if you can't handle stranger things, you cannot handle prometheus.
0: <laughs> this is accurate. Okay. So, I'm kind of in the same boat. I enjoyed the film. It was good. It wasn't as horrific as I cuz I'm I'm not a huge horror fan. No, neither of us are. And um when I first saw the previews, the previews hyped up the fear factor. Yes. And it there were in, it was intense, but it was never a fear thing for me. It was just like, there was a thriller, intense moments, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily scary. There's some jump scares.
1: Yeah, there's a couple jump scares. There's some
0: suspense. There's
1: not even though as many jump scares as there are in later movies.
0: Mm-mm. Not really. So I, I can recommend this film too. This was a good film. It was interesting. It was an interesting premise. Yeah. Um, so I think, is that all we need to talk about this? I think we're good. All right. Uh, Glicks, what's the next film we're talking about?
2: We will now be discussing 2017's Alien Covenant.
0: All right. As Glick said, we are talking about 2017's Alien Covenant. Now, the IMDb of this one reads, The crew of the colony ship bound for a remote planet discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination and must attempt a harrowing escape. Escape. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's, let's talk about... This crazy film right okay
1: here. so this one is the one that to me that we cut earlier mm-hmm. um from the twice <laughs> because it's the one at one point the Android because there's two androids there yes. is David is in this one
0: right which did we say that David was an Android David was an Android and and I thought well, we'll review the tape later yeah. I
1: think we said that yeah um. Uh, <laughs> David is in this and then there's another Android who looks exactly like him, which can we talk about the fact that Michael Fossberger was talking to himself yes um
0: in different voices really really I mean different, interesting different tones different have a personality. whole
1: new respect for him oh, as yeah. an actor um, but at one point somebody asks one of them mm-hmm. it's it's all magneto's face but one of them <laughs> uh, do you dream mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because Ridley Scott directed Blade Runner, which was originally called Do Electric Sheep or Do Androids Count Electric Sheep?
0: No, Do Electric Sheep Dream? dream no. Sheep? I don't know.
1: It's Does Androids Count Electric Sheep? Because they did a series under it, a different. Okay. Hang on.
0: We're going to fact check that here in a sec or right now. But it was interesting because, again, if you know Ridley Scott's filmography, it makes sense. It feels like a Ridley Scott film. And I really enjoy his films.
1: Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. And that is what Blade Runner is based off of. So I thought that was an interesting nod.
0: Right. It was a very interesting nod. Um, And this whole film, I feel like, was a good almost parallel Mm. to Aliens Mm. in some aspects. And I'll get into that when we talk about Aliens, which is the second one.
1: Because I'm not necessarily seeing that. So I'm intrigued by your...
0: By my analysis, yeah. Let's Look, remind me of that when we get there's there. There's
1: some there. I can definitely see again some Easter eggs, but right. I'm not sure it parallels.
0: <laughs> I'll explain it when we get there. Okay. So in this one, we have Walter uh, as the as the ship android. They're landing on this planet. Um, did this film seem more fast paced to you than the first one? Because I feel yes. like the first one was kind of a slower pace.
1: Yes, it moved faster. Mm-hmm. Um, story got going quicker. Mm-hmm. You, it was there was instant. And again, we've, we've hit spoilers for the second movie. Right. Oops. <laughs> Perhaps we should have done the spoiler warning sooner.
0: Oh, we did. It's, everyone knows that we said it at the beginning but every film is going to be spoiled. <laughs> That's true.
1: Um, but I mean, as soon as crap starts hitting the fan and you're taking the time to go, holy crap, it's the same Android, uh, <laughs> which it's not. He just looks alike. Right. Cause it's the same actor. Um, and he wakes up the crew. You instantly have panic. Yeah, there's instantly problems. Yeah, like right off the bat, as soon as you have like maybe five ten minutes of calm, mm-hmm. and then everything goes everywhere.
0: Exactly, and so I, I kind of appreciate the faster pace. Yeah, of it, and um, especially in contrast to the original ones, which again we'll talk about later. It was a faster paced film. Mm-hmm. Um, they land. That they're, they're, the crew's woken up and early, yes, because of a disaster or something that has taken place. And by chance, by, by absolute chance, they're in range to pick up a signal from a particular android. And I feel like we should have explained this the ending of the first film, of Prometheus. <laughs> um, David and Dr. Shaw, um, locate another one of the engineer ships mm-hmm. and they take off to search for the home world
1: of the engineers.
0: Right. And so that's where they're going. That's where they're heading off to. Um, so just so happens when they come out, they're picking up a signal of a, of a song country road. Is that the yeah. Name of the song? yeah. Um, John Denver. Yeah. And they're like, this is strange. From a planet that no, no Earth humans ever been to,
1: a planet that when they were surveying for the place to colonize, they did not come up.
0: Right, and the so, fact
1: that it didn't come up makes me think things. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like somehow he was doing something with it.
1: No, like I think the company was hiding it
0: uh maybe maybe simply because we'll, we'll talk about when we get to end this one because yes. I, but possibly
1: because of what we know from watching special features right that's what makes me think that I,
0: I can see where you're going with that but I think we're jumping the gun on it a little okay. bit okay but so they they land on the planet and it looks great it looks fantastic now that they've already kind of they're already down a couple people the captain's dead yeah. Um, because of
1: of the crap hitting the fan at right. the very beginning,
0: you have the um, the it's not assistant captain, but you know second in command taking over. Yes, and he's got no confidence in himself,
1: and he is the one that he said the the phrase the company doesn't didn't think I was fit to lead because I'm a man of faith, Right. and I think it's interesting because later they go, he goes, somebody goes, even knowing all of this, you still believe. Right. And he goes, well, yes, because who created them? Oh no, that was the girl from the first movie. It was the girl from the first movie. But the two statements collided so well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a man of faith, but she still has faith even after learning that there's engineers because who created the engineers?
0: Exactly. So, um, but this captain, he's because he's been criticized of his faith. Yeah, he has very little self confidence because he's afraid of being called a fanatic. Yes, and as a result, he's a little over demanding.
1: Yeah, which I feel like can
0: happen when somebody's like they've had their confidence just shot in the face for whatever reason. Yeah, and they're put in a position and they're they they have to have a guard up to protect themselves. Yeah,
1: later he kind of drops that guard. Yes, a little bit, and he is a much nicer guy. Mm-hmm. Like when he stops trying. To be like the captain who died. Yeah. And starts becoming himself. Mm-hmm. He is a more likable character.
0: Exactly. So they land on this planet. And they find the engineer ship. hmm And uh, no, yes. No, they don't. This, they no. Don't find no, wait, yes. No. Yes.
1: No. Yes. No. They do not find the ship. They find wheat. And they're walking to the beacon.
0: Right. Which was in the ship.
1: Yes. But so they, they find the ship. The ship was in a town though.
0: No, that was the first movie. No. This is how confused we are. No. Because
1: No, that was not the first movie because the town is the engineer's town. No. Yes.
0: Yes. No. They find the ship, everything goes to crap, and then David shows up and leads them to the town.
1: Yes. All right i think that's what happened i don't remember the ship being it was super brief it It was was a
0: brief they get to the ship and then you did not see much of it they go down and in the midst of them dealing with the ship
1: there was some going back and forth maybe that's what's confusing that's
0: yeah again there was so much happening in this first 20 minutes of the film there's a lot that happened this was a fast-paced film yeah that led into like it felt short yeah, it like, did.
1: I don't know, but it felt like now we also watched this one in the afternoon whereas we watched mm-hmm. Prometheus in the evening mm-hmm. yeah, in the later a evening
0: film, but it felt quick.
1: Yeah, it did. So, Prometheus felt pretty felt quicker than 2 hours.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it was good pacing. There's just a lot happening. Yeah. And but what you see is the black stuff we discover has kind of permeated throughout all nature. Yes. And there's, it's taking on different forms.
1: There's these little pods.
0: Right. They're the, really little, little, I don't know what you call it spores. Spores. There you go. <laughs> that's my sound effect clearly indicated for our listeners. Yes. And that's what's infecting people. And then, like, instead of having the face hugger, the spores cause them to give birth to white aliens. Is that what it is? Uh, they're, they're like this weird beige white color. Not quite the aliens we know, but they were the aliens.
1: Yeah, it was closer to the alien than we know than at the end of Prometheus was. Yes,
0: I would agree to that. But still, it was a very different process. Yeah. And everything goes to crap.
1: still had the popping out of the chest.
0: Yes, you did that.
1: The chest popping out was the same.
0: (laughs) So, all that happens and then David shows up out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) To which Walter's going, What?
0: (laughs) Saves them presumably, and he's like, "Hang out here." Now they get to the city because you explain the city, describe the city for people.
1: The city was kind of Grecian, mm-hmm. like there was a wall, and then there was all this open space. But in the open space, there's all of these forms of humanoid creatures that have been turned to black
0: ash, and in and ter- and terrified moment, like. Yeah, like, like they are
1: scared and reaching right. for the inside. Like, they, you can tell they were all heading the same direction. They were heading to where David is leading them.
0: Sort of. There was some that was leading, to, trying to get to the gate, and then there were some trying to climb up to what was kind of like this... Big dome-shaped building in the middle of the, yes. of the area.
1: It looked like now I I do not watch zombie movies. Let me mm-hmm. preface it with that. But it looked like a scene from World War Z that I've seen, where everyone's climbing on each other to get mm-hmm. to the top of a a wall. Right. Um. I don't know if those were humans or zombies or what, but they those were. Z-
0: those were zombies.
1: They were the zombies were climbing on each other <laughs> to get to the top of the wall. And so it kind of gave you that type of feels like these people were so concerned with getting in. Right. Whatever they were scared of was so bad that they were not taking into account the people around them.
0: Yeah. That was pretty much what was happening there. So it was, it's a dark scene. Yeah. It was a dark movie. Like there was the first movie was dark to a degree, but this was like, like, the atmosphere was dark. It was raining all the time. Yes. And, um, but they get inside this place. And they try to communicate because they got to get home. When they, it
1: wasn't raining, it was bad.
0: Right. And, um, and this is where we learn a little bit about the metamorphosis of these aliens. Yes. Because David has been doing some interesting things with his time. David has been experimenting with the, the black goo and if you if you have the Blu-ray, there is a short film that takes place on it where it's basically David's notes yeah. that he sends off to the Whaling Corporation. And he is explains how he's been experimenting on these things to create a new species.
1: Which Makes a lot of sense now looking at it because there is an interaction between David and Walter Mm -hmm. where Walter is looking at a flute Mm -hmm. and David's going, well, you can't create even a simple tune. And he goes, no, they took out the ability to create out of us. Mm -hmm. If Wayland was getting the transmissions and they knew that David was doing this crap then it made sense for them to go, oh, it's this is a bad idea. We need to get this out of the rest of the right. androids.
0: Well, see, that's the thing is, and this is where I, I, the timelines are getting really weird mixed up for us. Those transmissions didn't happen until after the end of this movie. If if what yeah. we were listening to, because Dave was talking about, at the end of that transmission, he talks about the ending of the movie.
1: There were multiple transmissions.
0: Well, that's true. There was. But he didn't have a way to send... Well, I guess he kind of did.
1: He had a way to send the signal. It just is a matter of how long it took to... right.
0: So, but he also put out a a fact in this is that he had disdain for humanity. Yeah. And that's the question. Like a lot of people are like, where do these aliens come from? What is their purpose? And it seems like David is creating these aliens to... A, they're his creation... But because he's tired of humanity, he hates humanity as a whole. Because of his creator, Mm -hmm. he has angst against all of humanity, and he wants to wipe it out with what he calls the perfect species.
1: Yeah, he he talks about every species needing a wolf and a sheep, Mm -hmm. and needing a predator and a a prey.
0: Right. So he is. So Walter isn't having any of this.
1: Walter says no
0: because he's built to protect humans. And so all of it comes to head, and they're trying to escape. And there's a big fight between Walter and David, and uh, and then uh, inside the what do you call it, necropolis? I think is what we called it. Yeah. And so dying city. Right. And so the the mothership drops a little cargo ship for everyone to get on and get off the planet to run away, right. like you do when you're being chased by aliens. And these aliens, they're they're closer to what we know. Yes. They're still a little off.
1: They're still a little off, but at the same time, I feel like they had more unrefined power.
0: Right. They These were the first aliens that we saw come from eggs. Yes. Because he actually built the ones in the eggs himself. Yes. So he does this.
1: Now, we don't realize that till, till the end. But. Towards the
0: end of the movie. Yeah. So he does this and they're running off. There's a big fight. Um, this is where we discover the acid blood. Yeah. Um, and just a few other aspects of it. What did you like about this film?
1: I liked that it was Mm fast-paced. I liked that it explained Prometheus. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed the main character, the the main female. Mm -hmm. I also liked that... I I liked Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like the idea of androids. It terrifies me in real life because... I feel like it's just a bad idea. Mm -hmm. There's too many ways that this could go wrong.
0: We've seen all those movies. We've
1: seen all those movies. We know all the bad ways. But I really enjoy when somebody does it and goes, hey, it doesn't have to be bad. Mm -hmm. Like Data. Yeah. So like because he was giving me the Data vibes. I can see that. I appreciated his character. Mm
0: -hmm. So it was a fun movie. It yeah. was fast paced. It was interesting. I, it, I think it did a better job world building than the first movie. Yes. Well, not world building. I think the first movie world built this one started the more of the bridge. Yes,
1: the first movie went. This is this is what's going on, and then the second movie went. This is how it connects to what we already know.
0: Right. And so when it all comes to the head. They save the day. They run off. I am trying not to give too much because someone wants to watch this. Yeah. But the major spoiler that we have to talk about okay. is at the very end when um, they've saved the day. Yeah, they The colonists are still there because the colonists are on hypersleep.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and have it. been. Have no idea that any of this has happened.
0: Not the slightest idea. So the two remaining crew members and Walter are on the thing. They put the one crew member to sleep. And the, the, the new captain who was the original captain's wife. Yes. Um, she
1: was like third in the chain of command.
0: Right. They're seal- he- Walter's sealing her up, and she has a revelation from a question that he re- he's not able to answer. This is not Walter.
1: yeah, this is David, which you and I had already suspected right like we were like, okay, which because at one point Walter loses a hand to the acid blood we're like, which hand is gone right like what are we sure? <laughs> and like everything it was too it was too right right it was it fit too well for Mm. it to not be
0: the fact that we never saw david or a hint of david yeah like it it didn't sit right in in what i know how a film would play out like there's certain tropes you see in films yeah and i'm going if david's not dead he should pop up again
1: and we never saw david die
0: exactly and what comes up is david has taken walter's place yes he's put everyone to sleep he goes to this like filing cabinet of frozen embryos and he coughs up <laughs> embryos of the face huggers.
1: In like this jello type right. stuff.
0: And he seals them up and he's walking off. Now this is where it gets interesting, where you have to watch the special feature. Yeah. Because in it, he's talking about it, he he says that the only thing he has yet to perfect is the queen. Mm-hmm. Which, a
1: way for the aliens to propagate themselves. Right.
0: To date, he's kind of manually done everything. And he says, I need a way for the queen for them to grow without him. And um, through the course of the, of the conversation, he that he has fallen in love with Shaw from the first movie, even though he uses her as basically experiment food yeah
1: at one point he says something about I regret having to salvage her for parts I'm like holy crap she's not parts she's a human right but in his mind
0: yeah but at the same time like he regrets that she because she didn't appreciate what he had done how he wiped out the entire planet yeah like he dropped the black pathogen that started this whole stuff on the entire planet and wiped out all the engineers
1: which is why you had the people running for the doors and exactly. the gate
0: so kind of in this conversation here. Can we recommend this film?
1: I would say that if you're going to watch Prometheus, you need to watch Alien Covenant.
0: Yeah. It's it's a good story. I enjoy it. It world builds.
1: You cannot watch it separate from Prometheus. You
0: can't. It has to be watched with Prometheus.
1: Because if not, you don't understand who David is.
0: At, at all. Like, there's so much. It's sad because you need all that. Yeah. And I don't go into a lot of conversation about what happened to Prometheus.
1: No, they don't. But at the same time, without the knowledge of what's happened in Prometheus, you you don't understand what's happening. Exactly. You need that base to appreciate Covenant. Exactly. Now, I would I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. But
0: so we like it. We like the film. It's a good film. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's fast paced. Very bloody. It's a little bloodier. Yeah.
1: It's a little bloodier. Less goo. Yes. More blood.
0: Yeah. It's n- better than Alien Three, which we're gonna talk about later. Yeah. So that's our review on Alien Covenant and Prometheus. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk about the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. All right. So y'all, uh, check out this ad. Welcome to the
1: victory. This is the channel where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I'm your host, Captain Nostalgia, and I'm so glad that you're here to join us.
0: Victims and Villains is a podcast and YouTube channel that marries
1: pop culture and suicide prevention, producing content with the intent to let people know that there is hope and that there is a better way and that each and every listener has value and worth.
0: Listen to Victims and Villains on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube by searching for Victims and Villains. Also, check out their website, VictimsandVillains.net. All right, and we're back. I want to encourage you guys, please check out Victims and Villains. A fantastic podcast, much better than our podcast.
1: Much better. They're much more regular than we are.
0: <laughs> much more regular.
1: Although we're trying.
0: We're doing our best. Who
1: knows? Maybe by the time we release this one, we will be more regular.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're going to time jump now. Awkwardly, we're time jumping into the past and into the future at the same
1: time.
0: Right? Enter 1979's Alien. Now, um, the INDB of says after a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call. One of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that this life cycle has merely begun. Okay. 1979. This is a brave new world.
1: Special time.
0: This is the 70s. This is Ridley Scott. This
1: is the 70s. and End of the 70s. Beginning of the 80s. Right.
0: So... Like, even if you're watching this on DVD like we were, you have this beautiful grain that adds to the to, effect. To the effect of everything. Now, again, like I said, this is really this is the most Ridley Scott Ridley Scott film. Yeah. Like, when you think really scott, you think Blade Runner, you think Alien.
1: I forget that he did Blade Runner.
0: <laughs> but they blend together. Like this. It's this, there's a tone, there's a feel. Yeah. And this is, I'm actually very intrigued getting into this trilogy because everyone has such a different director and those directors make monumental differences in how the feel and tone of the story goes. Mm-hmm. So Ridley Scott wrote, did this film and enter the, the heroine who is like, she's at the top of everyone's kick butt woman of the year yeah. movie list. Yeah. Ripley, right?
1: Ironically, not from this movie, though. Um, yes, when, and no. When they reference her kicking butt, it's usually the next movie we're going to talk about.
0: Yes, usually. But, I mean, she does quite a bit in this. And uh, again, the basic storyline, and we're going to try to get through this a little quicker because there's so much here. Yeah. I just realized this is a 40 minute podcast. Probably oh, good or. Or.
1: <laughs> we're so sorry.
0: So, but basically, uh, they land on this planet, like uh, the INDB says, facehugger. This is, there's so much.
1: John Hurt becomes John a dragon. Hurt's in this.
0: <laughs> this is. There's so much pop culture in this. There is. In the second movie, also, that people just, even in the third movie, no, the second movie, like it's just part of our life. It's part yeah, of our culture. You
1: just know it. It's almost hard to spot it as being where things started because it's become so ingrained in the culture Mm -hmm. that you can't not see it right like it's just there and you're like oh it's there but you have to keep in mind that this is where it started exactly like when the alien runs across the table i'm picturing i don't even remember what movie it is but there's a movie where they're at a bar and
0: Spaceballs. Spaceballs? Is yes. that Spaceballs? Yes.
1: Okay, so Spaceballs, it pops out and starts going, Hello, my honey, Hello, my darling, Hello, like, Clementine.
0: Oh, no. And John Hurts in it again. And he goes, Oh, no, not again. Like it was perfect. <laughs> like, perfect.
1: I can't not see that scene when watching <laughs> Aliens. And it's a very different movie. It's a very different movie. Like
0: it's been spoofed in so many different ways. across. Like this started. A a change a mindset of space and aliens and like and classified horror yes yeah but it's still more sci-fi
1: and I think it even changed horror to an extent. Mm. Now I don't know a lot of horror, but I have heard that this changed how they do horror movies. I
0: can see that
1: because before this, it was kind of the you know Frankenstein and. And,
0: and all that you had you had some interesting stuff back in the 70s you had critters as far count. as it, it it probably changed the way people viewed monster movies oh well,
1: that may be a thing that may there, be it there
0: was a lot of horror back then but still to say but it changed the way people viewed monster movies yeah in a fundamental way and this like it had that um the suspense yeah like it kept you on the edge of your seat and and I I'm gonna geek out just on the on the fundamentals of it. There's no music, yeah, except for just a tiny amount, which
1: was not and still isn't common. Mm-mm. Like it's that's just not how you do things. You have music right going.
0: Like Ridley Scott directing with with his team, they did a great job of building a scene. And again, you have a lot of elements going on. You have it's, it's a dark film already, yeah. You have them mostly confined to dark, to tight spaces. You have people confined to tight dark spaces. Mm -hmm. It
1: had to be a fairly cheap movie to make because they didn't have a ton of set.
0: Well, not to, but there was, but then they blew all the set (laughs) up. Like there's a lot that went into this film. Oh yeah. And then to go in there and go, there's no music. All you have is the ambiance of the ship running mm-hmm. that brings the audience into the film in a way. I feel like most hadn't been before. you know, you, you, to this day, you have like a, a, a scoring that takes place where, mm-hmm. you know, now you have more of a symphony going in and do some stuff. And, and then you're like the, da, 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 you know, just mm-hmm. stuff happening. This just silence like, until you get to certain points. Yeah. But then even still like, like, so there's a scene where they're in the the infamous crawling through the uh, the ductwork yeah. with the the beeper going, and they've got the flamethrower again, spooked a thousand times, right? Even still, like they have a small underbed, but the driving thrust that gets your heart pounding is the use of the sonar. Yeah, because you hear the beep, beep 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 like,
1: and then when it picks up, you're like, oh god!
0: Exactly, you're like you're you and the audience are going. Oh man, I was, like we know what's gonna happen, yeah. But we're on the edge of our seat because it's structure, it's structured so beautifully,
1: yeah. And it, we even said that. Like mm-hmm. I was like at one point I said, "Why are we so? Why am I so anxious? I know she is going to be okay." Mm-hmm.
0: But they hold on to you so much. Like I think this was a great film.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's one of those that it's in, uh, film school people's mm-hmm. curriculum yeah because it's one of those that it's going to be considered a classic for forever um the use of the suit the suit was fantastically mm-hmm. done i think even though i think it's gross like there's certain scenes in all of these movies where i'm like ooh, i'm not gonna eat anything right now because that's nasty. Like, it's not the blood. The blood, as long as it doesn't go in mouths, really doesn't bother me. Right. I have a thing about blood being in mouths. Makes vampire movies hard to watch. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> But just the goo. But if you don't have the goo, then it's nothing more than a rubber suit. Mm-hmm. So the genius of giving it that slick, wet, sticky look right. to make it look more natural.
0: Right was just beautifully put together. I, I want to make a recommendation. and we're, Again, we're not going to go too deep into the film because we're going to get out of it pretty quickly because of we have three more films to review here in a second. Yes. But if you want a deep, intense review on this, like a really good conversation, I want to encourage you guys to check out our friends at Retro Rewind Podcast. Did they do Alien? <laughs> they did. So it was episode 183. So if you go to Retro Rewind Podcast, I think you just type in Retro Rewind Podcast forward slash 183. I don't know. Just go, find their stuff. They had a guy named Mike uh, Fraley. I don't know who that is, but it sounds interesting guy. And then you had Paul and and Francisco. And they uh, had a really great conversation. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, they rate films classic, nostalgic, or uh, Tragic. tragic. And so classic means you want to watch it again over and over again. It's a great film. Revisit it nostalgia is like if you watch as a kid it's great but if you don't want to spoil your memories of it don't watch it again and (laughs) tragic is like please just just stop
1: just stop just leave it alone if you have good memories let them stay in the past
0: i'm not going to give you guys the final rating that they gave it but i'm going to say it was not rated tragic (laughs) okay (laughs) so i want to encourage you guys to go check it out there
1: were no disobedient children or uh talking animals so francisco (laughs) will like it
0: (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) It's the truth. It it is the truth. So go check that out. Um, But So we need to talk about the link up from the previous movie because this is where there's some contingent. Yeah. Is how do we get from from Covenant to this? And the aspect that I'm running into is the location. Now, for those who don't know, um, this one takes place on planet LV426. Mm Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, the first movie, Prometheus, mm-hmm. takes place on LV-422, yes. which is the same moon that takes place, that's rotating around uh, the thing.
1: So it's within the same system. Right.
0: But this is where we have some differences. LV-422, you have engineer ship that's crashed, and you have these canisters of the goo. This is not the refined um, David special aliens. Yes. FV426, you have another crashed, uh, covenant or not covenant, oof, that's different franchise engineer ship with the engineer there dead at the this time dead in the seat. However, at the same time, you find out that, um, the, well, I'm sorry, they don't have a ship in the first one, uh, but in this one, they do.
1: No, they have a ship in the first one,
0: they do have the ship in your one, you're right. Because it's underground. Yeah. But there's eggs. Somehow there's eggs here. And we also discovered in the beginning of the film that Ripley has transcoded this beacon because they go there because they're a mining company. They wake up early for whatever reason they wake up early.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is very
0: similar to Covenant. To Covenant. So, but for different reasons. Covenant was an accident. This one, it intentionally they woke them up early and stopped them because they received a transmission they had to inspect. Right, so we agree. Yes. So it was, they woke up Yes. Um, On purpose because they receive a signal. Yes. And they're suddenly mandated to check it out.
1: Yeah. Like it was earlier than what they were supposed to be. Yeah. But. Nowhere
0: close to earth.
1: But mother woke them up early.
0: Right. And so they go and check the planet out. And this is where it all happens. But there they find eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. But the signal they found, Ripley figures out it's they wanted to stay away from the ship.
1: But she actually found it after they were already there.
0: Exactly. So this is where we're like, okay, what, why? Because what we discovered in the first few films is that the engineers created the black goo mm-hmm. and they were on track to go to Earth, we didn't talk about this earlier, to destroy the humans. Yes. Now we have... The ship going, don't come here. This is a warning. Do not come and open this this thing.
1: I have a theory. Okay. My theory is, is that there was a engineer who was not on planet mm-hmm. when David arrived. Mm-hmm. Arrived after, at some point, and discovered the eggs. Mm. Realized that David had taken the goo and... Changed it so he took it back to the planet where the engineers originally were because it was like a storing facility for mm. the goo. So he went, This is a new weapon, let me take this to our weapons hold. Mm. And that is what happened. Then he crashed. I can see that. So that's that is my theory.
0: So he took the weapon,
1: he took the eggs, realizing they were a weapon. Now, he why he didn't take David.
0: Do you think he would, But why do you want them to stay away?
1: Because the alien had had manifested in him.
0: So he knew. So he was trying to warn people not to use the weapons.
1: Yes, he was trying to get the weapons back to the weapons store, knowing that the rest of his race ah. was gone. And then he knew he was infected, so he was trying to get there, and then crashed when it, the chest burst or ah, burst. Shoot. This is my theory.
0: It's a it's a plausible theory. I I think that it was a remarkable engineer that. That was like, nope, not. We can't do this. It's a bad day. Yeah. And so, yeah, that works. I think that checks in my mindset. I'm curious to see what what not Ridley Ridley Scott does. (laughs) Their
1: names (laughs) are so familiar. Right. So similar.
0: That's the storyline we have. Now we have another android who's evil, and this is where we get. This is where some stuff gets in because you're like, why is there this directive where it is priority to bring back this alien life? Like they are dead set on bringing back this alien life. (laughs) <laughs> well, when you add in the facts, again, this is Rayleigh Scott back. Rayleigh Scott wrote Alien, and he's been writing Prometheus and all this sort of stuff.
1: He's retconning it.
0: But it makes sense. It does. They, Wayland Industries have picked up, like, there's this thing here, and David has made it sound like it's something special. Yes. That's neat. That needs to be looked at. And so they're like, we want that.
1: We want to see what, what he has gotten. We've got all this data. Right. We need to see the specimen.
0: Especially, and and I thought about this later, when you look at it from a corporate point uh, point of view, David is their property.
1: So technically, the aliens are their property.
0: So they want their property. Yeah. So you have all this going to play. Uh, The crew's expendable, and that's where the whole thing goes really to junk. Because on on, on first, you're like, why is the chief medical officer such an idiot? Oh, because he's actually a robot and he's following directives from his corporation. Yeah.
1: And and you already have the distrust because he's only been with them for two days. Two days. Before they went into hypersleep.
0: Right. Which is interesting. Which, you know, if I'd watched this beforehand and not watched... what well, I have watched stuff. I never thought about it. But if I really try to think about it, like, it didn't make sense for, like, why are we adding in this detail that he switched out two days beforehand? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's a robot. That's cool. But, like why would they do that like would already put a person on there wouldn't they no they had a plan they're like oh we know where you're going we know where you're going to be intersecting with we're going to make you stop there
1: yeah and we're going to put somebody there who's going to be have to follow our directive exactly because it's an android right has to be programmed that way. i
0: think that they're originally going to try to make them stop at lv22
1: and get it from there
0: get go to the source but they stopped the LV26 because... Of the signal. Of the signal they got.
1: It would make sense because they were in that that area.
0: Exactly. All right. So Alien, is it good? Yes. Should people watch it?
1: Yes. It's slow. It is slow. It is very slow. For the first... It's a two-hour movie. For the first hour and a half, it's pretty slow. You're right. So if you can't handle that...
0: Then <laughs> you need to not. You need to not drink um, coffee. <laughs> yeah, but it's suspenseful. Exactly. like after you get past the first half and it picks up. Yeah, it starts to
1: pick up at the at the hour mark. Yeah, but it's still it's a slow build,
0: mm-hmm. which I think is why you're so invested in it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say yes. Also. Yeah, this is a good film. You need to watch it. It is classified horror. Again, it's a sci-fi fan, uh, horror. it's more sci-fi action than just you know Mm -hmm. ah! so yeah i I think it's a great film
2: attention dallas and celeste the signal is growing weak and to be honest you're taking too long we will need to end this transmission soon and pick up to this discussion later that sounds like a
1: great idea glicks we need to go get some tacos from that taco machine
0: word because gazelle's in the back and he's getting a little angry again Oh, not again <laughs> all right guys well thanks so much for for checking out the first half of our review of the alien franchise uh love to hear from you guys if you like it don't like it what were your thoughts on alien covenant on alien on prometheus send us some feedback let us know um what your thoughts are do us a favor and let people know share this out um hopefully by this time we fixed the issue with google yeah. yeah. Or oh, not Google Play, Google Podcasts. Yes. We're still working on that out. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we've changed podcast hosts, so uh, it's been a little different.
1: They may know that by now, depending on when we release this.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So, but hey, uh, check out all our stuff. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, just look for Geek Devotions. Uh, so is there anything we need to announce?
1: Um, probably not. Probably there is, but because, again, we're not sure when we're dropping this. Right. Don't know when to what to say (laughs) alright thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today if you have loved this episode head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review it is very much appreciated until next time
0: stay devoted peace and love